Living Your Dash podcast with Pastor Rick Hale, Senior Pastor of Grace Community Church in Roswell, New Mexico. I'm your co-host, Sean Lee. We count it as an honor for you to join us today. It's our purpose at Living Your Dash to help you better connect the dots of discipleship so that you can find and fulfill God's purpose for your life. The events of 2020 have caused a lot of us to long for resolve of one kind or another. Anger and anxiety are the fruit of unresolved frustration, but it doesn't have to be that way. David, inspired by the Holy Spirit, encouraged us in Psalm 27, 14 to wait for the Lord, be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Of course, that doesn't make it any easier. So if obeying and honoring the Lord is what we want to purchase, then patience is the currency. Make sure to catch all of Rick's message by pointing your browser to roselgrace.com. You can also find all kinds of other information, including our next series, Me. Now, let's join Rick and Sean in this week's podcast. All right. Well, Rick, uh, welcome back to the podcast once again. And so you, uh, you just finished up uh, lesson number two out of the book of Habakkuk as we are looking and finding hope. And a fantastic message. As always, listeners, you can find every one of uh, Rick's messages if you go to roselgrace.com and all kinds of information there as well. So let's just jump into it. Rick, this week you focused on something that we ordinarily kind of get squirmy about, and that's the topic of patience. You know, I've, I've heard people actually say, hey, don't pray for patience because then you're really in trouble, you know? <laughs> I don't understand that statement because I know it's hard to be patient, but is patience something we should avoid or run from? Well, absolutely not. You know, all you have to do is live on planet Earth about an hour <laughs> and you're gonna need patience. Yeah. And we are continuing, think about all the different circumstances, literally in every day, uh-huh. where we have to be patient. You know, patient, you know, waiting in lines, patient, waiting in traffic. And the big one is people. If you relate to people, you will you will be challenged to be patient. And that's why you know, I, I love the, the great line in Habakkuk 2 that we looked at this week. Mm. And it was God speaking, and he was speaking to impatient Habakkuk. Mm-hmm. And Habakkuk is just frustrated because... God isn't doing things according to his timetable. Yeah. And God says, uh, listen, Habakkuk, I'm going to take care of it. I'm in charge. I've got it all lined out. So here's what you have to do. Wait for it. Yeah. And that little phrase jumped off the page at me, wait for it. I thought, Sean, how many times does God say, hey, Rick, hey, Sean, I've got this. You're going to have to wait. Though. Wait for it. Yeah. Wait for it. That That's a funny phrase. I mean, because there are actually video memes, which... We'll, we'll start off with something going going on in the video. Then it'll say in the letters, "Wait, wait for, for it, it. <laughs> wait for it," <laughs> uh, because the obviously the author of the the video production they know what's going to happen, and it's going to be a, a fun surprise or a terrifying surprise, uh, but usually pretty funny, and, and it's worth it. it really, mm-hmm. is worth it. Um, I guess that's why it's like I, I don't understand if patience is the is a fruit, part of the fruit of the Spirit, why would we not want to allow the investment of God in our lives to build that? Yeah, the only thing muscle? that, yeah, when you read Galatians 5, where 
Paul talks about the fruit of the Spirit. It's in the context of the battle between the Holy Spirit in our lives yeah. and the sinful nature. Yeah. Sean, there's only one thing battling against me developing patience, and that is my sinful nature. My sinful nature doesn't want to develop patience. Yeah. No, no. My sinful nature wants you to develop patience for me. Yes. See, that way you can be behind me in the line and you have to wait on me. There's the problem. But yeah. it's really amazing when you study Scripture that of, of all the virtues toward the top, of all the godly virtues, I've discovered that patience is is a distinguishing mark of maturity. Mm. God wants us to mature as human beings. And patience is one of the the distinguishing marks that, you know what, I'm growing in patience. That would be where God would say, well done, well yeah. done. You're on the road to maturity when you're developing and growing in your patience. Is it because we're becoming more like Him? God is forbearing. Uh, uh, he is long, that, there's that word, right? Long suffering. He is patient with us. I love that scripture where it says, not, not, uh, uh, not, not making us, what is it about our sins? Not that counting tree? our sins against us, that yes. passage. And yeah, yeah, it's just yeah, the, the patience of God. Well, and again, back to Habakkuk. What's driving Habakkuk crazy? He's tired of waiting on God to punish <laughs> Israel and, and tired that he's not going to punish Babylon. And yeah. it's like, God, I want you to do it. I want you to do it right now. As a matter of fact, you should have done it yesterday. Yeah, yeah. And imagine God has been incredibly patient with Israel. Why? Because he is long-suffering. He is a patient God. We, we do seem to make this lament a lot about, you know, why is this happening to me? Why why me? Why me? You know, what what is behind that complaint? Yeah, one word, control. Uh, we, we like to be in control. Mm -hmm. And so... Anytime I'm forced into a circumstance where I have to wait and I have to be patient, that means somebody else is in control. Yeah. And that's where we have that conversation with God. And we're really saying, hey, God, I know this is your universe, but I want to be in control today. Mm -hmm. I know you think you're in control because you're God, but I want to be God today. I want to be. Isn't it amazing, Sean? We're right back to the Garden of Eden again. Yeah. Adam and Eve, what was the issue? Hey, God, we we don't want you telling us what we can eat. We want to be in control yeah. of our diet. We want to eat whatever tree we, uh, from any tree we want in the garden. It always gets back to who's going to be God, who's going to be in control. Yeah, I think about that, that uh, passage in Genesis where Eve... Does it say that, that Eve saw the fruit, saw that it was delightful, not delightful for, for eating, but pleasant to look at? And, yeah. and uh, we get in our mind, well, this is what I think it ought to be. Um, you even said it in, in the message, you know, we are waiting for a change. And this, this makes me think of Habakkuk and, and his challenging stance. And, and in fact, in Habakkuk 2.1, you even observed that um, you said that Habakkuk is really arrogant. He sounded arrogant. And it makes me wonder, why Why is he so giddy <laughs> about judgment? I mean, what kind of punishment did he have in mind for his own people? I mean, is, is there something that we should take away from his attitude? Yeah, I think there's a, a, a great message in this. When you look at Habakkuk's attitude here, he does have a little 
kind of an arrogant, self-righteous, I'm better than everybody else. I'm not, I'm not sinful like Israel. I don't worship idols. And I'm certainly not sinful like those wicked Babylonians, God. Hmm. And it kind of comes across like, God, I bet you're glad I'm on your team. You know, I, I bet you're really thrilled that I'm with you. Aren't you proud of me? And it, Sean, it goes back to that, the, the old hypocritical, self-righteous attitude where, uh, where Habakkuk, he, he wanted the other guy to get punished for his sin. Huh. Aren't we that way? Yeah. See, I, I, I don't want to be punished for my sin, so what do I do? I go look for somebody, quote unquote, more wicked than me. Yeah. And I forget that the Bible says we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We all deserve God's wrath. I deserve God's wrath. Sean, if God weren't a patient God, he would have fried me a long time ago. Yes, and, and your pile of ashes would have been sitting right next to mine. <laughs> but um, mine would have been bigger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but mine would have been pure. <laughs> and there's the problem, see. Habakkuk said, God... I want I want the other guy to get punished, and yeah. and there was almost this. You used the word giddy. Mm. Uh, it's like, okay, God, uh, I'm not going to feel sorry for these people. And we have to remember when God has to punish people, it breaks His heart. Yeah, because those are those are people created in His image. That's right. That's right. Uh, what is it in First Peter? He says that God's not wanting anyone to perish, but all to come to repentance. And uh, but. It, 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 it does, when you were talking just a few minutes ago, I couldn't help but kind of hear the echoes of the Pharisees of, uh, of well, look at me. You know, I, I, I tithe uh, everything that I have twice a week, and I pray. I'm not like, certainly not like this tax collector. <laughs> um, you know, Rick, you said that, um, said something that I think is very difficult for us to realize and something that we struggle with when you said, you know what? He's God. You don't get a choice. Uh, and I have to say, um, some people are going to say, you know what, that's a cop-out, you Christians say, that it's the ultimate, unarguable explanation for things out of our control. I mean, is there a better way to say it? Yeah, there, it's not a cop-out. It's the absolute truth. Mm. And it gets down to the point that this is God's world. This is God's universe. And because it's his world, his universe, he gets to make up the rules. Yeah. And we um, were called upon to live according to these those rules. Now, now, Sean, if you if you want to go create your own universe, you can <laughs> you can set up the Sean Lee rules. Yeah. yeah. What that be? Now, good luck on creating that universe. Yeah. I don't know what uh, what. Uh, that's going to look like what clay you're, what clay you're going to have to work with because the only clay you got is God so that's right there's but it gets to the problem of it's God's world and whether we like it or not there are some truths about this world that are established by God the creator of the universe and we don't get to debate we don't get to argue we simply have to say okay it's a fact that's the way it is that's the way it is I, yeah I, I I, I think that that's interesting. There, there are a lot of times when we expect, or whenever read the Gospels, we expect Jesus to maybe apologize. I, I can't. I can think of that time when uh, John the Baptist is in prison and he didn't apologize to John the Baptist about where he, where he was at that time, knowing full well he was going to get his head lopped off the next morning uh, or that evening. And so uh, I, I think it's 
to, to understand the, the his sovereignty over all these issues and that we are not in control that that can be a tough place to get to in fact that when when you were talking about when you were going through the message I thought wait a minute I've heard this before about delayed justice and then then I've heard then I've, I've heard the phrase you've heard the phrase right delayed justice is injustice does that does that kind of count for this particular situation? Yeah, not in this scenario. Now, you know, the old phrase, delay justice is injustice, is very true on an earthly level. You know, if you get arrested for something and thrown in jail and they say, yeah, we'll get to your, we'll get to your trial in five years. Well, that's delayed justice, obviously, from mm-hmm. a human point of view. But this scenario has to do with God. And we have to remember God is never late. Mm. He's never late. Yeah, uh, he's always right on time. And in this in this scenario, the challenge is we have to wait on God because God is a perfect God. He's a just God, and even when we don't understand His timing and His justice, we still know that God is a good God. Yeah. He is just. He is righteous, and He works in all things. For our good, yeah. So that's one of the great truths that Christians can stand on. Yeah. And I tell you, when you stand on that truth, it'll give you a lot of hope and faith and courage when you're going through things you don't understand. Right. Actually, that gives me a great amount of, of, of confidence in knowing that you know there are certain things that are just not in my control that I cannot understand. Um, can I go back to something you just said? You said that God is never late, and I love that what you you had to say in that. You said in your message, God is never late, but he is never early. <laughs> and, and that it's important to understand that we operate uh, in a different time zone. We want it in our time zone. For, for our listeners who didn't hear that, can you elaborate on that just a bit more? Yeah, if you think about uh, just a human illustration, if you're having a conference call or a Zoom call with somebody on the East Coast, but you're in mountain time, uh-huh. if you don't correct your calendar, you're not going to make a connection. That mm. guy says, hey, let's talk at 11. You've got to back up and say, okay, to get on his time zone, I've got to, I've got to put on my calendar 9 o'clock. There's our problem. We, we don't get on God's time zone. Mm. Now, in the scripture, it's called the will of God, God's will. So God's time zone is God's will. Our time zone is selfishly called my will. Mm. Now, God never changes his time zone because he's God. So what we have to do, if we want to connect with God, communicate with God through difficulty, challenging times, what we have to do is is change our clock. And Mm. Sean, a great example is Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. You remember the story. It's God. Here, Father, I don't want to go through this. I don't want to go to the cross. However... If you'll let me paraphrase, your time zone, not my time zone, be done. Uh, That's yeah. the challenge that we face. Wow, not God, my will. Yeah, God sees yeah. the big picture. He sees the big picture. He sees things that we don't see because he's not controlled by time and space. So he knows what's coming around the next corner. We don't. We can't. So that's where we just have to say, okay, God, I can't see, but you can. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going to walk with you. Amen. All right. Rick, you, you also said that the, the key to patience, because that's, that's what I want. I want the key to patience. And 
you said it was found in Galatians 5.25. Um, and that talks about keeping in step with the Spirit. Rick, how do I know as a disciple that I'm keeping up or that I'm keeping in step with the Spirit? Yeah, the, the way he says it in verse 25, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. And so the, the picture you have here is the Holy Spirit is is leading. Mm-hmm. And when, when he takes a step, we need to take a step. When he stops, we can't keep walking. We have to wait. Mm. Now, wouldn't it be great if this were automatic? Yeah. Wouldn't it be great that every morning you were handed a map for the day, a step-by-step um, calendar for your day? That right. you Here's what you're going to be doing at 9 and 10 and 12. But that isn't the way God intended us to keep in step with His Spirit. But, Sean, I, I really, I think part of this is just maturity in Christ. But through prayer, through a study of Scripture, knowing the will of God, listening to that inner voice, yeah. um, experiencing peace when we are in step with the Spirit, and not having peace, mm. we've all had that that, that experience where. We just don't have, we say, I don't have peace about this decision. Yeah. What's going on? Well, the Holy Spirit within us is kind of rumbling. And the Holy Spirit is saying, hey, you're not in step. You're not in step. So I have found that most of the time that when I'm in step with the Spirit, I just have a calm. I have a peace, what the what the Jews would say, shalom. Mm. I have peace within, even though circumstances around may be chaos, I've got shalom within. Yeah, yeah. I when I think about that passage, I, I also think about um, when Jesus said He commanded us, uh, "I want you to abide in Me, uh, abide in Me." And He said, "I'm going to promise you, I will, I will abide in you. Um, that uh, that that with Me you can do anything, but without Me you can do nothing." Mm-hmm. And uh, I love how. Uh, Actually, when I thought about this scripture verse, I thought about when my kids that were little, sometimes they would walk right behind me. I mean, footstep to footstep, walking right behind me. But if I suddenly stopped, they'd bump right into me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and I, I think about that whenever I think, that's what I want my Lord to do. I, 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 or not, I want my Lord to do. I want to do that for my Lord, mm-hmm. is I want to try to keep in lockstep in that way. And I think that as a person matures in their relationship with Christ, that abiding yeah. really kicks in in a very practical, daily way where we can develop a skill of, of just daily keeping in step with the Spirit, not getting ahead, not getting behind. Yeah. So if a person is discouraged about, I, I, it's so hard for me, you know, I, I'm just not learning or it's it's uh, I feel like I'm always bumping into to God. How would you encourage them? Be patient. <laughs> to use our word for the day, be patient. It comes yeah. over time. Yeah, it comes over time. None of us ever bat a thousand on yeah. that one, but I do. I, I I just looking at people's lives. I who have been walking to the Lord a long time. They just it's a almost a skill, mm. a spiritual skill that they develop over time. Well, what it is, is the Holy Spirit is producing the fruit of patience. Yeah. And so as you develop that patience, it, it kind of shows you, hey, be, be patient, hold back here, mm-hmm. uh, don't get in a hurry, let yeah. God lead. Yeah, yeah. And I think we can take comfort that God 
is patient with us, even as he is teaching us, and we'll, we'll learn that skill over time. So, all right, as you know, uh, I love it when you pull out the, the Koine Greek, okay? So, Rick, you introduced the, the Greek word of the day and the concept of prosdekomai, um, which you said means to wait forwardly with anticipation, kind of like as I'm doing in my chair right now. Uh, tying this, and you tie this in with the second coming of Jesus. How does waiting for God's timing and watching for God's timing in this way match up with Christ's return and the problems that we face today. So how does, how does that match up? Yeah, think of it in, in two levels. L- level number one would be the present circumstance, the difficulty you're facing, the trial you're having to endure, and, and you're, you're wanting, okay, God, I want to wait for you. I'm going to watch for you to, to work in this situation. Mm-hmm. That's level one. But, Sean, level two has to do with the second coming. Hmm. So think of it, level one is the temporal level. Mm-hmm. Level two is the eternal level. And if we can always remember, even when we're in the midst of a difficult temporal level issue, that's, mm-hmm. you know, we just don't know what's going on, we don't have explanation, we're frustrated. If we can always remember to back up or maybe to step up to level two and to say, you know, ultimately what I'm going through right now, ultimately, eternally, it really doesn't matter. Mm. Because ultimately this all burns up, we go to heaven, and we spend eternity with God. So even if we have a loved one going through a very difficult time, mm. uh, you know, we have we have friends right now who are, who are going through very difficult issue heart issues uh, struggling with cancer things Mm. like that Mm -hmm. some do not have a a positive prognosis Um, and you don't have to live long on earth until you learn that people die yeah so what we have to do is when we're going through the temporal back off and say okay god i know ultimately this doesn't matter because ultimately i'm a believer yeah. And I get to go to heaven, and if I if a loved one dies, I get to see them again and spend eternity with them. So, in the temporal, we're waiting for God, we're watching for God's activity, but all the while, we're saying, "God, I'm really waiting for the second coming, and I'm watching with anticipation because I know ultimately, when you return, that's the ultimate answer." When when all the believers are rewarded with eternity Mm. and and all the evil is punished on judgment day and sean that should give us because we have built into our dna uh the a sense of justice yeah i guarantee you habakkuk had it he had a deep sense of justice and that people who have that it, it bothers them to know in when see when they see the bad guy get off scot free yeah the good news of the second coming is they don't get away scot-free. Yeah. Sean, every evil person will have to stand before Almighty God on Judgment Day. They don't get away with anything. Yeah. It's just a matter of delayed. Yeah. As you were talking, I, I thought about that um, when, when Jesus was talking about the, the end times, about how the, there would be this, this um, 
oh, what's that phrase? There's something about desolation that causes abomination, abomination that causes desolation, and that kind of, that phrase in there. I don't know what it was, Matthew 24, or I don't remember what it is. But, but then he said, but when these things happen, lift up your heads because your redemption draws nigh. And, and I think that, you know, he didn't have to tell, we were just talking about this before the recording, that Jesus didn't have to tell us that I'm returning. I'm going to return in bodily form. The whole world is going to see me return. He didn't have to say that. Um, but it was important that, that he made him, in, I don't want to say it this way. Well, I'll just say it this way. He made himself accountable to the world that everything that I said about what my disciples would have to go through or your pain or your suffering or, or about justice, these will be um, these will be taken care of by me. It will, you, will, you will see it happening. I will make it right. Yeah, he put his name on the line yeah. when he said, I'm coming back. And when I come back, I will reward the righteous and I will punish the evil. Yeah. So what do we do? How many times when, when Jesus was telling those parables of the end time, watch and pray, watch and pray. Isn't it interesting what we learned in Habakkuk? We watch for God's timing. And we wait. But we wait. We pray. We wait for God's timing, and then we watch for God's timing. Rick, would you do something for me? Let's say someone's listening right now, and they are they are thinking maybe it's this talk about the second coming. What would it's starting to bother me because maybe I'm I'm in danger of missing out. What would you tell them right now? I would, I would say exactly what Habakkuk said in chapter 2. The righteous will live by faith. Now, what's he saying? Put your faith in God. Yeah. Put your faith in God. So once, if, if you're worried about your eternal destination, good. <laughs> That's wise of you. That's step number one that you're saying, hey, I, I know that this earth is not all there is. Yeah. There is eternity. And, and the, so the step number one is having the wisdom to say, I want to make peace with God. I want to get right with God. And Jesus died on the cross to make that possible. And there's the good news of Jesus Christ. Yes. And Jesus says, you can't earn your way to heaven. You can't buy your way in. But guess what? Through my blood, I purchased the way in for Amen. you. Mm -hmm. So how do we get in? We get in on his merit. And so put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. The righteous will live by faith. Yeah, yeah. It could happen any day. So, listener, get ready. Absolutely. Get ready. I Watch and pray. I wouldn't walk across the street. That'd be too dangerous. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, Rick, what else is going on here at Grace? We're excited coming up here in just a few weeks. Sunday, October 11th, we kick off our fall campaign and this year it's called Me, M-E. But it's really all about how can I get a healthy biblical view of me so I can love my neighbor as I love myself. Uh -huh. If I don't love myself well, I'm going to project a dysfunctional kind of love yeah. onto my neighbor. So it's going to be an interesting study. It's going to be a five-week campaign. We're going to... Uh, read through anybody who wants to get a copy of Craig Rochelle's book called Alter Ego, uh -huh. A-L-T-A-R, uh -oh. putting your ego on the altar Yes, and really beginning to say, okay, God, how do you see me? 
I want to see myself. I want to see me through your eyes, not my parents' eyes or my boss's eye or my spouse's eye. I, I want to see who I am through your eyes. So I'm very excited. I hope people will join us either in person or online. Amen. And they can. They can watch all those messages online, right? Absolutely. Go to roswellgrace.com. It's easy. Yeah. It's easy. Just click on the watch. All our sermons are there for your watching. Hey, there's an exciting class coming up, and a friend of ours is teaching it. Indeed, yeah. Doug Berry, uh, uh, along uh, with a friend of his, is uh, they're going to be going through uh, something called uh, One on Earth Am I Here For? Or in other words, in his previous title, The Purpose Driven Life. And, you know, I... Do you know what the most Googled question is? What would that be? <laughs> I had to look this up. Actually, I Googled it. Uh -huh. <laughs> the most Googled question is not what is the most Googled question, but what is my IP address? So do you know what an IP address is? Tell us, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Internet Protocol address. So every computer has a, has a specific protocol address. And so people need to know that in order to properly log on for certain credentials and things like that. But really it's asking well, what where am i yeah. and how do i start and on the internet and so but behind that is the most important question what is the purpose of my life and i'm telling you that question is i'm not telling you i'm telling our listeners that question cannot be found in a google search it's more important too important to rely on a google search you've got to look to god's word and he's going to start that class october 11th It'll, it'll last through uh, November 15th. It's going to be a fantastic series. Sounds good, Sean. Great. Right. Can't wait to see it. Amen. Thank you, Rick, for your time. Thanks again for being with us today. We hope that you have been encouraged and better informed. We love to get feedback, so send us an email with your comments at info at roswellgrace.com. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so that you don't miss an episode. And do us a favor by sharing this podcast on your favorite social media platform. For more information about Grace Community Church, visit us online at roswellgrace.com. Until next time, may the grace and peace of the Lord Jesus be with you.